Welcome to Lessons from Sweet Valley, the podcast where we re-examine the Sweet Valley High series one book at a time and determine what lessons, if any, we can learn from them. My name is Kat Thomas, and today we are discussing book 20, Crash Landing. My guests today are coming from Plymouth Place Senior Living, or as we like to call it, PP. In LaGrange <laughs> Park, Illinois, I am so thrilled to welcome my grandparents, Jack and Marilyn Thomas. Hello. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kat. Nice to be with you. It's so good to have you. <laughs> we read this book very carefully. I, I must say it's the first book I've read in a long time. Me too. And uh, it, it certainly was an interesting challenge. <laughs> I love the ending. I love the ending. Okay. I look forward to getting into it all with you. We'll be giving you a perspective of two 89-year-old people. And uh, I think it's kind of interesting how teenagers, in effect, these were 16-year-olds or in that area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it uh, takes us back a little while, but uh, kind of enlightens us as to what how they act at that age. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> how they acted and how they still act that age or a exactly. years older. You guys have been married for quite a while. Well, you again? might say that we've been married for quite a few years. Yes. <laughs> we got married in 53 and it's 2020. So I guess that makes it 67 years. That's pretty impressive. It's a lot of years. It's a lot, a lot of, of years. good years, a lot of good times with our family and particularly with our grandchildren. Oh. So uh, we can kind of remember what they were like at that 16 year old age. <laughs> so and they, so it, uh, it takes us back you. and it, it's nice. It's nice to yeah. be back those times. I mean, even thinking about when you got together, you were teenagers. We were, we were in high school. We were actually juniors in high school. That's what the, that's what the twins are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh I guess, my we, gosh. I guess we can relate to some of their experiences that way. And uh, so, but we didn't have such a pretty name, Sweet Valley High. We yeah. had West High School. Green Bay, Green Bay West High School. That's very unglamorous. I mean, Green Bay is kind of glamorous. That's yeah. oh no, it's not. Glamorous. It's a Green well, if Bay. You're a, if you're a football fan, it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so in high school, how did you two get together? Who asked who out first? What was the situation there? Well, it's a long story, but I saved her from some bad boys. Really? <laughs> he was with the motorcycle crowd for a while, and I saved her. Oh, what was it about? I was the most boring person in high school, I think. So he was. He really was. I, I was there to save her. I probably saved him from boredom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it about this maybe not as exciting guy, Grandma, that brought you to to Grandpa? That took you away from know. the motorcycle gang. I think that was that was not as, as nice as you thought it would be. Yeah. You know, it was just too rough for me. And here along comes Grandpa, boring little Grandpa. <laughs> well, that's not good. Well, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> boring is boring, nice. Boring can be good. It yeah. can. Boring can be good. It can stand the test of time sometimes more exactly. than well, this. Well, if you go back to Sweet Valley High, yes. it looked pretty boring what they were doing too in those <laughs> days, right? <laughs> There's so much talk in this book about love and this is real love and I'm just wondering you guys are great people to ask like is it possible at that age 
at 16 to know what real love is and to fall I in love? I think it is. It is. I don't know if you know it, how long it's going to last, but, but you do know that you love someone. Mm-hmm. You do know the difference between love, hate, all the little ugly things that go with it. And I think you have a, a good idea, pretty good idea. So you go along with that idea and hope for the best. But there's a lot of ups and downs in it in the process, obviously, like it was at Sweet Valley High, where you have ups, good days and bad days and mm-hmm. good good friends and some not so good that don't treat you so good sometimes. And that's kind of pointed out in, in this book. Yeah. And so there was some backstory in this book that you guys didn't get from the previous book. And so I hope it wasn't too confusing to come into. And I wanted to know what do you mean? Okay, because like in the last, well, so in the last book, we have Enid, who is Elizabeth's best friend and her boyfriend, George, who we find out that George and then Robin are in love they met at flight school which yeah i don't know would you have allowed your sons to take flying lessons was that a thing no no (laughs) you guys have four sons and you are also the parents of twins right so right right. so i will be asking a couple questions about that later on about being parents of twins (laughs) so george and Robin were taking flight lessons together. And then... Oh, they, both, oh, yeah. they were. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yes, that's and right. that's where they fell in love. But they were both dating other people. George was dating right. Enid, and Robin was dating her boyfriend, Alan. And then Elizabeth sees them together. So she knows what's happening. And George is like, I'm going to tell Enid... Oh, yeah. After I take her flying for the first time, because I promised her I would do that. Which, if I was Enid, I would be, just be like, I don't care. Just break up with me right now. <laughs> I don't need to go flying. Wouldn't he suspect that it'd be a little traumatic for the Enid? And why would he want to do that when they're flying in a plane? For That's, God's well, yeah, because we, we come into this book and they're in the plane. And, you know, know yeah, like you said, yeah. this is George's first time flying with his license with Enid. And he's so distracted when he's flying, because he's worrying about having to tell Enid, and that is not what I want my pilot to be thinking yeah. about. No, I would what's, what's her reaction going to be? Is she going to hit him over the head and you know, crash the plane or something? Who knows what she would Why do? not go to a park or something and just uh, <laughs> tell her off there? Dump her there. Yes. <laughs> but kind not of, when you're flying. Kind of an improbable situation, I think. Yes. That was my reaction. I agree. But he never gets a chance to tell her because all of a sudden the engine just stops, which is kind of terrifying. <laughs> I, I would think it'd be I would think so, yeah. I yeah. would think it would both go into cardiac arrest, to tell right. the truth. This is not good. But George, but George was pretty calm and collected, it seemed like, for, for the situation. So you were impressed with George's? At least he brought the plane oh, down. Oh, yeah, George was very good, I thought. Brought yeah. the plane down into a lake, which was a nice, softer well, landing. They so. told him to land. Yeah. yeah. That, which he did. He follows instructions well. Yep. Yeah, he was he a regular uh, Sully Sullenberger. Remember that that guy? Oh, yes, I do. I do. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like George mm. landed in the lake, you know. 
Yeah. And the plane floated for a while. It did. And then George was unconscious, hanging upside down. And then Enid came around to kind of let him out. And when she took his seatbelt off, she went back and hit her spine on something. Spine, yeah. Yeah. But, uh. she, but she did save him. And, and... Yeah. Drowning, yeah. Yeah, so she saved him. But then she notices right off the bat that something is wrong. So here's here's a jerk that's going to tell you to go get lost, and then she saves him. She saves him. Not knowing at that time that she was going to get dumped. Yes, exactly. So that's the thing. Now, the the big question of this whole book is, what does George... Come in, just a second. Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. No problem. Oh, we're getting our perfect. <laughs> perfect. Isn't I that love it. Appropriate for a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> they know we really are in an old people's home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. It's great. But that that's part of our situation here. You never know when they're coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where were we with? So George? yes. So yeah. And so that's the big question for the rest of this book is, what does George do with this information that he has, where he was gonna break up with Enid, but now she is in the hospital, and you know her <laughs> spine is swollen, but we might be able to operate on it. She's paralyzed right now but there's hope. So there's this weird dilemma with what does George do? George is caught in the guilt situation. Yes. Guilt guilt is very, very strong. Yes. In anybody, guilt is strong. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to break up with her. No, he's not going to break up with her. Yeah. Because he couldn't stand to live with the guilt. Yeah. Well, the other part of it is to the girl that he now is in love with. This Robin mm-hmm. Wilson. Yep. Uh, she's already broken up with her boyfriend. Yes, that's all. Which is yes. Kind of weird because she told him off, I guess. <laughs> and and so now, the poor Robin has a problem too. Yeah, she already went through her side of the deal. She, you know, they're yes. both going to break up, and Robin already did it, and George is going to do it, and yeah, now Robin is kind of left out to dry, and then it becomes even worse because. Slowly, there's this gossip going around Sweet Valley that Robin yes. and George are still seeing each other, and people just start to ignore Robin, like the girls, too. Poor Robin, who was, apparently came to that high school, and she was a little bit on the heavy side, mm-hmm. and she worked hard to get her body back in, in shape, and, yep. and then suddenly she became, I think, a co-captain or something. Yeah, the cheerleading squad. Good. Oh, I'm glad you picked all this up, Grandpa. Popular, and now she's in the situation where she's kind of in the middle because then people don't understand why she was dating this George when they were in love, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, so she's now suddenly cut out by all of her so-called friends. Yes, yes, and ignored. Yeah, yeah, and then she starts like emotionally eating. Yeah, so so all she worked for now suddenly she's gaining weight again. Gaining weight again. (laughs) I know. I felt, and I can I can picture that for like a teenager, you know, a twelve, sixteen year old. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I can picture that too. Nobody likes me anymore, and the cheerleading cheerleader, her co-captain isn't ignoring her. Yes. I know. Yes, for that's horrible. Horrible. horrible I know. Situation. 
for a teenager to have to go through that. Yeah. Yes. So everybody. The end of the world, kind of for her. Yeah. It's like the whole world is collapsing. Yes. I I really did feel for Robin in this book because that's the worst when people are just flat out ignoring you, like that silent treatment where they're just not even acknowledging your presence. And that's kind of what they were doing. And that is so painful. Is that is that that happen very often in a group? In the teenage years, I, I guess it probably does. With girls, especially mm-hmm. in those high school years, it's a very overrated. I mean, they do, they go to the extreme mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. When a situation happens where a boy might just not be quite as stuck in his he, way. He'd go off and play football or do something. Oh, my God. You feel so sorry for her. I know. Because yeah. everyone has been through that in one time or another. Because she feels sorry for Enid, too, because Enid's here. Poor Enid is in, confined yeah. to a wheelchair. And yep. Right. Yep. So I kind of can relate to that because Grandma is also in a wheelchair. And oh how difficult gosh. that is, you know, to get around and whatever. It is hard to get around. So it kind of tied to her. Yeah. yeah. Could you relate to Enid in some <laughs> like way, Grandpa? Like, like if I would leave her cold or something. Oh my, God, oh my gosh, Grandpa. I couldn't get around. What would I do? Would I attack him? Or what? I couldn't even so attack it's clo- him. Too close to home to be here. <laughs> yeah, because Enid is in this wheelchair and she does have the surgery and all reports are that she should be able to walk again. She's going to go to physical therapy and Everything should be okay, but it's not quite going that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's not doing what she should be doing because she's afraid if she gets better, she'll lose him. She'll yes. lose George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the tough thing about it for me, I think who also was in a tough spot was Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth knew this whole thing about George and Robin. And if you were Enid in that position... Would you want to know this thing about George? Because I feel like George was, he was with Enid, but he wasn't very happy when he was with her. Well, she would real, she would be able to feel that, I would think. Yeah, exactly. Think? Like the energy was probably not the most loving energy. Yeah. She knew something was happening. Yes. Well, when they, uh, when they went to that dance and then suddenly... Uh, oh. Robin was there. Yes. Who George really wanted to get together with. I guess they danced together. Yeah, Enid was like, go dancing, you know, go yeah, dance. Go Which seemed like a dangerous thing for her to do if she's trying to hang on to the guy. Yes. And she's yes. suspicious that there's something going on. Yes. Why would she do that? I think she was being kind of passive aggressive. Like, I think she was saying it, but she didn't really want him to go dance. Right. Because after yeah. she was mad refuse. that he did. Yeah, she was hoping he'd refuse to do it. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. That relationship was just a little bit, it was a little tense. <laughs> It was a little shaky. Yes, it was. A little shaky there. So does George make the right decision to just try to stay with her? Yeah, he does because he's so guilty. Yeah. He was was kind of a poor actor, I think, and it was probably pretty obvious that things were not going well. Well, maybe she was really wanted him to come out and tell her that it was over. Mm. Maybe you think down deep, maybe she felt some guilt. Or maybe she felt... Wouldn't she feel some guilt that she's hanging on to him the way she is? I think at some point she probably internally does feel that. Like the whole thing, too, where they talk about how she gets an x-ray and her spine is perfectly fine. She should be able to walk and everything should be fine, but she's not. And I think that's where 
but I don't think she's doing it consciously. I think it's... It's all mental. Yes. Now, I must have been known all over schools that all these people were talking about it and that she was pretending and just to hang on to Yes. You know how kids are. It would have been spread all over. Now, why it wasn't told directly to... Uh, Enid, Enid, yeah. Enid, I don't know. Yeah. How could, how could they not say something to her? Stop pretending, you know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think like she was... I hope you're. I hope you're okay and not pretending it or something. Yeah. To make her feel guilty. <laughs> They're gonna guilt her out of the chair. Get out of guilt the, her out of that chair. That chair. Yeah, um, why not? It was interesting that uh, Elizabeth would have that sense that something was wrong with her thinking and her mind. You know. Right. I think that she was pretty clever. Actually, you have to give her credit because she did create quite a. A little uh, solution to the problem. Yeah, oh, I thought that was great. You thought that was great? Oh my gosh! I okay, I thought it was great too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. I wondered how they would ever get her to do to walk, and that was pretty clever. Yeah, Elizabeth comes up with a great idea to, to convince Enid that she is fine, and so she goes right. over to Mr. Collins's and asks if she can borrow his six-year-old son. <laughs> For some yeah. scheme, which Mr. Collins was like, sure, go ahead. Like, I don't want to know any details about this scheme that you're going to use my son for, but here you go. I trust you. <laughs> well, no, I would want to know. I would want to know what they're using. Yes. So Teddy's by the pool, and Elizabeth and Enid are outside. Enid's in her wheelchair. Elizabeth is there, and she's like, I'm going to get some soda. She's like, watch Teddy. Oh, he doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> And it's like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> and then Teddy's like doing his thing. And then he falls into the pool and he fakes drowning. I... <laughs> it's kind of far-fetched, isn't it? I no, I think it's clever. Because <laughs> she doesn't know what this young kid can do. No, she doesn't know. And so she, she literally. Know. And she thinks he's drowning because he's probably yelling, screaming, help me, yes. help me. So she thinks, what am I going to do? Let him die? <laughs> and so her better nature takes place and she's up and goes and saves him. Yep. She already saved George. Now she's going to save Teddy. She's just saving people all wonderful. over the place. Uh, is, is this a hint that Elizabeth's going to become a psychiatrist later in life? I mean, a lot of people do come to her and talk about their feelings like inexplicably. So that's not oh, a bad really? prediction, oh. Grandpa. It's really not. She wants oh. to be a writer, but I think that would be a good alternative for her for yeah, sure yeah, yeah well there's a uh, something in this story that indicates that doesn't it that's true she really she did some kind special of talent there yeah. yeah i guess i think what made me take pause is just this idea of like recruiting this innocent young six-year-old to be fake drowning like oh yeah. like wouldn't don't... you think he'd say i don't want to do that yeah or just that's like a yeah. scary th- no 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 no. i think it's the opposite okay i think they tell him think how this is we're not sure if she's okay or not yeah do you want to prove it that she's okay or not yeah okay and i think he would feel so proud mm. that he could be the one that would do it so he would really fake this drowning <laughs> I think he'd be terrific. Yeah, he'd he probably was floundering all over the place. Yeah. Please help me. Please help me. <laughs> I can't swim. I can't swim. And then he'd go down under the water again. But the thing is, it seems to end the problem so quick, you know. Just well, like she gets up and goes in the water. 
Yeah, of course I didn't say quick. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden she didn't oh. water. And all of a sudden she's a sweet girl again and everybody loves her. You know, yes. But I, can, I can just see the little teenage girls all crying. Tears you know, cry. Everything's, oh, everything's no. wonderful again. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and Enid is actually really nice to George. She tells Elizabeth, like, I'm going to miss him, but I wish him the best. And I was like, that's mature. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Well, she probably I... felt bad about what she did, maybe, huh? Yeah, I think I, I think she ultimately realized she played that. She played him a little bit. Or, you know, it. I think it was, she was in a tough spot. She was not in her right mind. She's in a vulnerable right. position. Right. I think... She just wasn't being herself. She should have seen a psychiatrist or something. Well, I do feel like there was a lot of um, very complicated emotions that were going on with these kids where I was like, they need some outside help. They need adults. They need people to help process these emotions because it just didn't seem like... Exactly. These twins. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And their parents, the interaction between... And I guess we can relate to that. Yes, please. Tell me what stood out with this. Our twins, we had been a reaction with our twins. And then here they have it with their parents. Mm -hmm. And poor Jessica was, you know, felt like she was being picked on all the time. Mm -hmm. The other twin was a little bit. And the other twin was the good twin, you know, who was always doing everything right. Mm -hmm. And then they had that one experience somewhere along the line where, Right. They were coming up, her parents were having this anniversary coming up. Yep. Remember yes. that part? Yes, and I do. So Jessica wants to do something really special. Yes. And so she, yeah, her and Lila take a cooking, cooking class. class. Yeah. Jessica was in love with herself with this French Oh, chef, the French chef. Yes. Which yes, was kind yes, of interesting. Yes. And yes. All, all, suddenly she was so enthusiastic about cooking. Yes. She was going to be a chef someday and... Uh, but she was going to actually ask Pierre, I think his name was. Jean-Pierre Baptiste, Grandpa. Jean-Pierre, yeah. <laughs> she was going to ask him to the high school dance. I, God say, oh, a, my gosh. And she's, she's a teenager, and she's going to ask a teacher? was a little bit unrealistic. Well, right? I mean, this wasn't like a school teacher. It was like a community class yeah. but he was still like tw- in his 20s he was a cookbook author so young and, and a head exciting. chef of- no she just has a big idea of what she is mm-hmm. big she has a big ego and all this and she knows how gorgeous she is mm-hmm. so she feels she can do anything yes i would mm-hmm. have loved to see the scene when she asked well, oh. if she asked John Baptiste to the dance, that would have been so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will you come that to this was... high school dance? <laughs> yeah. Boy, she got out of it. She never did ask him, so she didn't get embarrassed by it. I know, because she found out he was married. He was married. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I didn't. Yes. Oh. Did we know that? Wait, well, no, he wasn't married. He was married. He... I thought he was just dating that town. No, it said my wife. He said my wife. My oh, wife. Was his wife. Oh my God! Well, you would think she would have known that uh, if he doesn't have a wedding. Maybe he wasn't wearing a wedding ring because he doesn't. Maybe doesn't wear rings when he cooks. It's like gets in the way. I don't know. At one point, she said, "Oh, he didn't look married." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what, do, How do, you, what do you like? Yeah, what do you look like when you're?" Married? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, and she was really excited about cooking, which was yeah. which was nice. Yeah. She See, was looking for something that would make her. Above her sister. Yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that was her opportunity, Yes, she thought. 
she does all this preparation for this big party for her parents. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a special dinner, you know, and the whole bit. And uh, so she worked hard to, to, to prepare all the dishes. She made a cold pasta salad with a lot of cold seafood pasta. in it. A lot of, lot of seafood. <laughs> so much seafood. <laughs> and and it, was, it was so funny because they, they sit down for this wonderful dinner that probably looked nice. You yes. Know, and the surface probably looked nice. And her boy, this was going to show up her sister. <laughs> Jessica was going to take care of Elizabeth this time. Yep. And all of a sudden, one by one, they'd leave the table and they <laughs> obviously had a sickness because the fish was not, or the seafood was not cooked. Yeah, the muscles were bad. Bad muscles. <laughs> bad muscles. They were supposed to pop out or something. Yeah, they're supposed to open <laughs> when you cook them. The dad's like, so, oh no. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I was wondering if if your sons ever cooked you a dinner for your anniversary. Are you kidding? You gotta be kidding! <laughs> no, no, no. Did they take us out? Did they go out and buy us some McDonald's and bring it back? No. no. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> and so she that had was a disaster for poor. And then, of course, the dinner party that. Uh, Elizabeth had planned was went off perfect. She had the idea of getting some tickets to some players, like something. a dinner theater. Yes, dinner, the- dinner yeah. theater. And so, one twin tries to poison her parents and her sister, and the uh, the other one has a wonderful party. So there's again, it looked like my parents. My parents are always favoring my sister. Yes, and the one sister, my my sister always nosing up to my parents so like leaving me out of it mm-hmm. yeah obviously a lot of competition between the, the two and your parents and I, I think you know well i hope we did a better job I w- <laughs> maybe maybe someday our son of one of our twin sons will be listening to this and say boy our parents were the same way they favored <laughs> one or the other yeah right <laughs> you try oh you try God. to treat them both alike but sometimes some it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, do. I was going to ask, did you sense that there was competition between the two, the twin sons? Well, I felt like uh, Scott was one of the aggressive party-going people. Uh-huh. The fun person. Yeah, he was, he was a little... And Steve was more... a little quieter. Ah, interesting. But when they were younger, they were so close to their brothers in ages. Yeah, you guys have four sons, and you had them... Four sons all under the age of three, basically, right? When you had them? Under the age of... Uh, uh, under the age of two. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. They were like I mean, quadruplets. quadruplets. So that's... Yeah. Well, people used to look at us, ooh, look at that fan. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So then we had all four. Not yeah. that they were all trying to please us, heaven forbid. But <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would. Anyway... They just, they're a little different enough that the one kind of stood out for what his, what he liked to do as far as fun things. Mm-hmm. Others a little more quieter. Mm-hmm. And so you had different qualities showing up in them. And so, you know, there's nothing you can do about that, really. But we, we like the Wakefields, we tried to treat them both alike, you know, but it's hard. Because they aren't always exactly alike. That's right. Sure. That's a but problem. Each one has its own his own little thing that he does maybe better than the other one. So. Right. So, so you it's try, hard. You but try the, your so best. we could put ourselves in the Wakefield's place, but they did seem a little bit 
two emphasis on the uh, Elizabeth and not Jessica. Yeah, Got right. it. Which is too bad. I think it's interesting that the uh, there were these two, three, four different subplots throughout the book. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit more interesting, you know, because there are these other things going on. Oh, good. Yeah. And I think a lot of those subplots, they're clearly planting the seeds for them to be developed in the next story. Like oh, with, oh, is that how you I think, think so? Going? Because this thing with Jessica and her getting annoyed with her family, I think that's setting up for the next book, which is called Runaway. So I feel oh, like oh, I'm just so thinking maybe that's where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, so, sure. so that's why typically one thing leads to another. Yes, yeah. and sometimes it might well, be a couple books later. Yeah. yeah, we always developed a new plot then for the new new book. Yes, the so subplots. Yeah, just an interesting sidelight. I thought it was uh, there. Was one some point they go to some dairy queue or some uh, dairy burger or something, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, I suppose was dairy burger. You know, Good. But the interesting part of it was was a word they had ordered. Tab, was it tabs? Or Did they order tab? Oh, the- Remember tabs? Oh, yeah. I don't. It, it really takes, well, why does that take me back a lot of years oh, when they had tab, was which was had saccharin in it or something, and then it was finally <laughs> banned, but those were the times, I guess. That's the times we were alive. Yeah. So, we drank and ate. So that was kind of an interesting little, this, this book has some interesting little sidelights in it sometimes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it was an enjoyable. I enjoyed the book. Didn't you? I did too, because it was a, there was a certain amount of suspense, and it. it was. Kind of, I wasn't sure how it was going to it was end. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh, please don't uh, let it end where everyone's guilty. Yeah. So it, so it had a kind of a clever ending, and there it was did. So it kind of tied it all together, and you know, it's like any story. You like to see it end, and everybody's happy. Yeah. It was. It was a well worth. I enjoyed it more than I thought. I thought when you asked us to do this, I thought, "Oh God, this is going to be boring as heck." But it, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was uh, fun in a way. It was fun. It wasn't boring at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like this time it's like even though we don't get to see each other as much as we used to, clearly, I'm glad we no. can connect in different ways. And well, I, well, that was nice of you to ask us yeah, to do it. Yeah, really. We, you know, I was dre- kind of dreading it in some ways, but it was. <laughs> well, I, it. I think it's very cool that you guys have stood the test of time as a as a couple who met in high school, and it's cool to think about that reading these books. Yeah, it, it it wasn't always roses. Like, let's say that. Of course, of no, course. There were a lot of tough spots along the way, and you got to forgive and forget a lot of things and. Talk to each other, which which I was not very good at, by the way. He was not I, went, I usually go into a funk. He doesn't talk. He I don't talk. talk. When someone I'm unhappy and. And is there anything worse, living with someone who doesn't talk? No, it's nothing all, worse than that. All I can say is I think I've gotten a little bit better. I really liked this line in the book, and it was cheesy, but it actually made me cry a little bit. It's after the. It's at the very, very end after they've all broken up and everything is back to normal. And Enid's saying that George doesn't know if he's ever going to fly again or if he wants to fly again. And then she says, "Yeah." Elizabeth says, "Do you think he'll fly again?" And Enid says, "I don't know." Enid said thoughtfully, "He he says he doesn't think so, but I hope he gets over it. Maybe it's a little like love." She giggled. Just because you crash once doesn't mean you'll never soar again. 
Oh, I love that. I thought that was so nice. I think that is very nice. Yes. Yeah, it's very like, good cat. Like anyone who's ever been through a heartbreak or even if you're in a relationship and, and you're going through tough times. And it's like, yeah, even if you crash once or twice. <laughs> It just it made me feel like yeah, I'm glad Enid is feeling positively about her future. (laughs) Well, the the simple lesson that maybe you learn from it is that uh, things aren't always what they seem to be, and you have to really find out the truth, the true facts, before you make some judgments about people or the way things are going. So you have to, as you get older, you should be wiser, I guess. And uh, But you never are. And don't make quick conclusions yeah. or, or be willing to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Are you thinking about Robin in that case? It was very tough for her. But yes. things work out. Somehow things work out. Yes. Cool. Most times. Even though you think the end is here. Mm-hmm. The yes. end is here. Da, 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 Sounds like da. a song. It is a song. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> Grandma, you got anything? Or are you going to go with Grandpa's too? No, I agree with Grandpa. I like it. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Thank yeah, you. I think your example is better. But, uh, yeah. Every, but there, there's no there, bad there, lessons. There was a whole bunch of people in that book where they should have been a little more understanding. Yeah. And yes, not jump not... to a conclusion. There's more, more to the story than that they knew. Yes. Yes. And, and they should be more they understanding. Shouldn't have, they shouldn't have um, let that girl go up in the airplane with well, them. That, well, that was a stupid thing. Think yeah. about that. That was a stupid premise, I think, in the beginning. Quite yeah. And I think I was reading some of the reviews of it, and somebody, that's where I came up with that park thing. They said, why didn't you just take her to the park? And what reviews? That's not up in an airplane. I mean, that was stupid. That was a horrible spot to yeah. do it. Wait, Grandpa, where are you reading these reviews? <laughs> well, you, You'd be surprised what you can get. you can get on the uh, computers. You know when you look things up. <laughs> I did look them up, and they had they had all kinds of comments about the book. Oh, yeah. yeah I just it is amazing what you can get on the computer. <laughs> oh my god! Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Well, that was fun. Thank you. For I asking. mean, it was it was fun talking to you and. It, it's fun to talk about something different yeah, every once in a while. Well, now, when is this going to be out? Uh, probably, or let's you, see. Or is it going to go in the scrappy? No. <laughs> we know if it goes in the scrappy. Right? It's oh, not yeah. going to go in the scrappy. <laughs> this was so great. Anytime you guys want to come back, you are more than welcome. <laughs> well, well, we, we enjoy just seeing you anyway. So I know. Please subscribe to the Lessons from Sweet Valley podcast on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. This helps other people out there find the podcast. Also, please check out our Facebook and Instagram pages to get more information on the show and to reach out if you would like to be a future guest. We'll see you next time for book 21, Runaway. Oh.